Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 118. It is the podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with Wolves reporter, Mr. Tim Spears. Tim, that musical interlude was me googling highlights of Arsenal 1, Watford 0. Nice. I get it now. like it now? You like it now? Like it? I thought it was... Karma is a... Witch? Witch, a witch, yes. Bewitched, is a bewitched. I thought that was... I I didn't cross my mind, actually. I thought that was either Wolves' Keystone Cops defending on Saturday. Okay, yes. Or... Could fit in nicely. Just an an apt introduction to uh, yourself and myself. Yeah, it could be. Maybe some sort of Bobo the Clown look. Yeah, buffoonery, etc. All of the above, I think. Uh, How the devil are you? Fine. Just fine. Yeah, oh, fine. that's great. Okay, banter crossed off. Right, let's get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> What's going on? Have you cheered up yet? I, I we, we talked about this on the Facebook Live. I wasn't. I wasn't. You were in a state. I wasn't in a state with you and Joe. Though I was. I was, I was just, annoyed. I was annoyed with you. You were annoyed with me. Why? Somebody who was it asked me. Somebody in the office asked me. I think. I think it was the gaffer. The gaffer. Right. Mister Wright said, uh, "What was up, Judah, on Saturday?" Yeah. I was saying to him how nothing that we could say could cheer you up. And I was actually quite intimidated because you were angry and you you were in, you know, it was kind of two in the morning, spoiling for a fight type mood. Yeah, I was ready if to some, go. Yeah, you were ready to I was ready. flip out. If someone had said something to me, I'd have gone back at them, yeah. Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but but for, I think I've got enough credit. to get a smack? <laughs> I've got enough credit in the bank with you that, uh, you know, I was just messing around. I, um, I remember tr- try, trying to rile you further Yeah. Um, by making sarcastic remarks Joe Edwards then started to run away because uh, he was so because bless him, he was quite intimidated um, by your fiery mood. You just came in, you came in at ten past two, which yeah, which is it's not it's not unheard of. Don't give me that. <laughs> no, it's not because you know your your first kind of duty of the day is to is to do the upload the Facebook Live team news video, yes, right? Very much so, yes. which is about that time. So it's no, you weren't necessarily late. No, no. Um, the parking situation was, we've seen that at similar other grounds. You De- know, deplorable. N- no parking. Deplorable. Um, Disgrace. So I wondered what else it, wondered what else it was, was really. Um, me and Joe were speculating throughout the game as to what it might have been. Yeah. Um, probably shouldn't say on air. Um, we just thought maybe we'd had some kind of... Some tip, kind of tip with the missus. Domestic row. Okay. Maybe, which I know you wouldn't... You wouldn't uh, well, I haven't quizzed you on this, but <laughs> maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I'm, trying um, to, I'm trying to think back. I don't, I don't think so, No. You were in horrendous mood. I, I was. I, I was. There was nothing we could do. The, tra- the traffic's a disgrace to get down to Southampton. The, ro- the roads are a joke. Traffic on a Saturday's always no, bad. No, because you call me, and you know, like I said, you call me with the, with the the traffic details and the parking details, which were which were just ridiculous. And uh, in in the in the conversation that we had, which lasted probably about less than ninety seconds. Uh, 44 minutes were added on to my arrival time and then obviously you know I don't know where I'm going I'm just trying to find any kind of a road you know I'm flustered I'm annoyed then this 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 talk sport guy tries to 
jump past me and he's effing and blinding and, and huffing up and down because he's, he, he couldn't get a line in. And, you know, if he'd said anything to me, I was ready to go for him. And then to, to, to cap it all off, I moved away from you and Joe to sit on my own, like in the naughty seat, about three desks behind on my own. So the banter for me was literally, literally negligible throughout the whole afternoon. And then we get beat. You, yeah, you were moved, weren't you? We, we juiced it together. Mm. Um, fates conspired against us. I was, I was devastated. Um, and, we, and we couldn't sit together. It was terrible. <laughs> you an absolute uh, douche. Looked at you from afar and you had your hood over your head. Yes. Like bloody uh, evil Star Wars person. Yes, yes. Um, evil it, Star Wars person, Darth Vader. Uh, maybe. Or, or the, the, new, the new guy who's coming in who's coming back. I don't know. Okay. Just someone with a hood. Yeah. Um, so I, it was it was very... Um, I, we've travelled around together a lot over the years. We have. Um, we've we've become uh, annoyed with each other on occasion. I thought you were going to say the best of friends, but annoyed <laughs> with each other is very, very always, apt. Always yes. the case when spending <laughs> ten days abroad or whatever. I've but, seen you, know, you and your senior you and your tighty whiteies. But we always we always we always managed to get through it. But this, I've never seen you like it. Uh, very um, very odd. Well, I'm normally the positive one, and you're normally Mr. Miserable. So it was it was just rolls reverse. This is this is this, that's what it's like for me every other week. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's quite bad. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So you you got a taste of your own medicine. I'm never like that. I tell you, he was in a worse mood than me. Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay. Uh, dear, dear, dear. Well, let's move on. I've got some other. Let's have a look. I've got some other music. Here we go. Okay. I, I, I time my hands today. Right. So, okay. Ready? Yeah, I can tell you, you, you. Half an hour ago, you were asking me, "Are you ready?" Yet? I am. I'm ready. I'm, ready I'm quite. Look, I'm quite looking forward to. We've got some good content this week for once. Okay. Uh, right. Um, um, Southampton three, Wolves one. Uh, steady. But we're, we're not. We're not doing hot or not this week. We're doing. See if you remember this. He's on fire! Do you remember that? Do you remember that? You don't remember that? He's on fire. Super no. Nintendo, NBA Jam, he's on fire. No, should I know oh, that? Oh, it's a classic computer game back in the day. Yeah. Do you not know, you know, remember when you were playing Super Nintendo and um, you used to press, press L and R, the top buttons? You'd have a Super, Super Nintendo back in the day. No. Oh. What kind of era are we talking here? I was, I was, I was, I think that, I'm talking nineties. I had an Amiga, Commodore yeah, that's Amiga. Before, that's before that. Spectrum and then was three, yeah, and all briefly that kind of had an N64, and then went to went to PlayStation, and that's where I've been ever since, really. The PlayStation 5 is coming out now, but no, Super Nintendo, NBA Jam, where you used to play a bit of two-on-two action, and they used to heat up, and their the, the shoes used to change colour, and you could do amazing tricks with them. Two-on-two two action. He's on fire. Plenty of that on pre-season <laughs> tour. Uh, <laughs> um, no, gotta be careful in China. Yeah, oh, yes, we do. <laughs> Our proper arrests, Phil. Goodness me. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I messaged uh, someone who used to work here this week. Right. And they uh, were asking if we can't, were go- can't name them. No, have they no. been sacked? Have they? Uh, asking if we were going to China. Yeah. And. Um, I said yes we're going to China mm. very concerned about coming home though um, uh, just being able to get home because the, the, if you've done something wrong in that country they won't let you leave well they're not I don't, well I don't want to I don't want to um, publicly state the slate the entire country before we get there yes yeah, steady that would be gr- not, not a great start if we if we offend them culturally yeah. I'm thinking Simpsons when they go to Australia that, that, that yeah. kind of oh scenario, really the boot yeah I can see you getting kicked up the arse by, by some some mass, by some Chinese uh, diplomat I tell you what though the numbers on the Facebook Live will be incredible. <laughs> I am concerned. We'll talk about this at length in the coming weeks. Okay. But I, I am concerned about etiquette 
um, cultural values yes. and how on earth are we going to get through this week without embarrassing ourselves? I've got some great cartoons lined up. Right, okay. So this is what I'm talking about. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> We've got to be careful. Right, he's on fire. He's on fire. Okay. Um, not a lot of people on fire, I'll be honest, at this yeah, moment in time. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with this. Well, well, it's just it's just hot or not, basically, okay? He's on yeah. fire, hot or not. So, hot. Yeah. Um, um, one of the people to, one of the only people to escape with some credit on Saturday, uh, Mr. Rui Patricia, who I think um, had a decent enough performance. Hey, he's done well. Last two league games, arguably, man of the match in both. Mm. Very good against Man United and against Southampton. He's sort of got his mojo back, I think. Yes. It seems daft because they conceded three goals, but... I know. As you say, um, probably the best player. Made some good saves. Don't think you could... Point in for any of the goals, really. His kicking's um, improved in terms of it doesn't go out of play anymore. He's playing it very safe. Doesn't necessarily go to a teammate. Always, uh, always but, a bonus. But that's an improvement. And he's he's done well. Like, we spoke a couple of weeks ago about his confidence. I felt a bit sorry for him not being involved in the cup, you know, the, the highlight of the season, undoubtedly. So um, good for him to get his mojo back, yeah, definitely. Um, now, he didn't have the best of games, but just watching him, he is integral, I think, to this team playing well. And look, wrap him up in cotton wool. I don't care whether he has an off day. He's still one of the best performers. That's Diogo Jota. And he's going to be absolutely essential. If he can get Jota playing at the top of his game going to these last few fixtures, then, then they're going to have a great chance of Europe. Yeah, he was the most likely to get something going, especially in the first half. Him and Jimenez, you know, they've got it, got it going on at the moment. They are the key to Wolves' success, key to Wolves scoring goals. Jota, if he keeps this up next season, then the sky's the limit, really. Mm-hmm. And we've already spoken about this podcast before. He could go anywhere. He could go anywhere. Third one of he's on fire is is. You found three. Yes, I found three. Yes, third one is is a person who actually hasn't ironically hasn't played, and stock has gone up and up and up, and that's yeah. Ruben Vinagra. Ah, I think you say uh, Ryan Benito. No, I, I say Vinagra just just because, um, and we'll, we'll discuss Bennett. I think when we when we. Um, preview the Brighton game but I think a lot of people are calling for Vinagra they've liked what they've seen this season and even though he hasn't featured in the, in the big games recently um, maybe people are saying that it could be his time not just now but, but finishing the season as well I, I like what I've seen from Vinagra definitely although I think the theme of the week more would be bringing Bennett back in because Sace had a nightmare and they were so poor defensively as poor as they've been under Nuno um, Vinagra I'm not sure Johnny did too much wrong at, at Southampton however I, I agree it's, I just think the future and long-term plans yeah. and someone to get excited about from a from a Wolves um, aspect going forward. You know, Ryan Bennett, yes, um, but but realistically, but or potentially, sorry, Ryan, if you're listening, but you maybe not see him in, in Wolves' main starting lineup next season. Vinagre, you can see in four, five, six years' time, hopefully. Yeah, Bennett's not going to get as many bottoms off seats, is he? No. Unless it's someone screaming at him to to clear it upfield. <laughs> Go on, Bennett, get rid, Bennett, get, <laughs> get rid. rid. Um, yeah, Vinagre is usually exciting prospect. I, I can't wait to see what, he, what he's going to do. I think him and Johnny will share the load more next year. And two very competent wing-backs, two very different wing-backs that offer a lot um, defensively and offensively. And depending on the opposition, I think there's a case for a bit more rotation between those two. More music. <laughs> Great tune, by the way. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Cold as ice. Who is cold as ice? I tell you what. 
Uh, there was plenty, plenty of uh, team members frozen on Saturday. Um, I could have picked, I could have picked seven or eight. I picked three for you. Okay. Glad you cut that off before the swearing. Um, and also, <laughs> what, what did you Google this morning? Songs with cold in the title. Or He's ice. on fire and as cold as ice. <laughs> I'm just changing it up, man. Yes. Uh, who? Well, who is cold? Well, I'll tell you, who is cold, cold, and, and could quite easily keep his place. Roman Sais. <sighs> yeah, he had a poor. Afternoon kept giving the ball away. the the problem The problem with the defence was, and Connor Cody highlighted it afterwards, is that they were just so f- damn far apart from each other. Yeah. You know, Wolves' strength is built on a, on an organised back five slash back three. They all know where each other is. They all cover for each other. They don't let each other get isolated. But at Southampton, there were so many yawning gaps in that defence, mm-hmm. and Southampton had had enough about them to to find exploit those gaps with some nice through balls. To be fair to them, but Wolves opened up. Yeah, they, they parted. They did. They bent over. Oh come on! And said, <laughs> "Enter me." They said, and uh, and Southampton did. Wow! It's absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I gave I gave you enough opportunity to, to, to just to just keep to just stop it, stop digging, and you went you went deeper and deeper and deeper until you couldn't get any further. I thought you were going to interrupt me, but you didn't. No, so. no, it's absolutely astonishing. There were, like I said, yawning holes mm. in that defence, and. Um, it was very, very, <laughs> very poor defensively. Very poor. Unlike them, unlike them, I don't know what you put it down to. Really, I mean, Cody's got to take his fair share of the blame yeah. because he's chief organizer, captain, brings it all together. I don't know why they were so far apart. But Southampton set traps for them as well. You could see when that ball went into Neves or Matinho, they were on them and won the ball back a few times in midfield. You know, Wolves like doing that to other teams, but Southampton did it to them and fully deserved their win. Well, you mentioned him already. So Roman says number one, number two. <laughs> Willy Molly <laughs> Connor Cody Connor Cody Connor Connor Cody Connor Cody does have a song by the way Connor. Yeah I know I forgot totally Oh forgot. unbelievable yeah, totally scenes forgot. Okay Uh Connor, Connor, Connor. Does Kev, Kev listen to the podcast? <laughs> don't go to a game. Probably don't listen to the podcast either. <laughs> uh, <ow. laughs> oh goodness oh, me! Yeah, we love a bit of Kev. Oh, we love a bit of Kev. We love a bit of Kev. It brightens up our day when we see your videos. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody doesn't have a clue what we're talking about, and it's quite a niche market. This is. So I'm not niche. sure that many will. This podcast but, um, is very niche as well, to be honest. <laughs> There's a guy who um, quite prominent on Twitter called Kevin Green, who sends out songs um, with fangs. With fangs. Mm. Um, Little little pieces to camera. Do you know how he got those fans, by the way? (laughs) No. He cut them out of a cereal box. Did he? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he'll send me and Judah videos and Wolves as well. He's quite prominent on Twitter. Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Um, Follow him. He's got a great songbook. Yeah, oh, absolutely Um, incredible. Really mixes it up. Yeah. Um, Levels are astonishing. The range range of vocal cords, the octaves he's got that are in use are uh, unbelievable. Oh, good stuff. Oh, uh, dear. Anyway, Cody, not very good recently. Cody, uh, yeah. Um, individual mistakes. He, he kept him on side for the second goal, which was poor. 
And yeah, not his day. None of them were really at it, but yeah, Cody had enough day. It's surprising though. I mean, is, is he making individual mistakes? Are, are they just, like you say, they're just getting spread apart too much? Because he's not the quickest Connor Cody, but he doesn't rely on that. He relies on on, 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 on reading the game so well. So that's why it's difficult to no, see. No, is yeah. the defence not giving him any help? Is he becoming no. exposed? Well, you can't leave him one-on-one because, yeah, as you say, he's not the quickest. We saw De La Feo uh, brisk, briskly run past him for the mm-hmm. winner for Watford. So... You could say that for all of them, really. They're all going to look better when they're when they're as one. Mm. So they've got the key was the organisation on on Saturday. Cody was isolated and 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 didn't have a great game. Do you think? Do you think? Um, like you said, the Delfeo's goal he's running almost across Cody, then cutting in. Bit of the same as Redmond as well. Is that is that what maybe teams have identified to not go directly, you know, up and down, but maybe just diagonal balls and diagonal yeah, runs? Or sh- are we just being too? It shouldn't be that simple though, should it? You should no. have, you should have never sat there, Dendonka Martinez to help out. You should have the two the two wing backs and the two centre centrals either side of him mm-hmm. it's all one unit always that's how it works but for some reason it just fell apart at Southampton uh, finish off Ruben Neves Ruben Neves uh, yeah. not, uh, not not a great game and, and to be honest not he's not in a great um, great form a lot of people say that maybe we're um, alienating Neves and, and putting the pressure on him I think that he'll be disappointed if he looks back on this season so far um, with, with maybe his, his impact overall um Slightly his, underwhelming. I know he's had a really he had a really good spell, but he did have a good spell. Um, his, his roles his roles changed. He's a team player now. Is he too deep? He's doing the dirty work. He's so deep. He had to, he had to have a snorkel on. Don't, on say, don't go. We're not we're not going um, down depths anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and um, often playing as an extra centre half. That's fine. Okay, bit of protection for the back three, but it's a waste. Yeah, it's a waste of talent. I've not seen a better passer of the football mm. in a wolf shirt for twenty years. And if he's going to be sat that deep, he can't play those play those piercing through balls that, that he did time and again last season in the Championship. So he's got to evolve next season. His role has got to evolve. He's got to move further up the pitch. I think they need a proper DM to sit there and do the dirty work. It's just a waste of Neves' talents. I know he, I know he's not as mobile as, as others. And he's not a very pacey midfield. And if you had someone with pace in there to mm. stretch the opposition midfield, then that may give Neves licence to move 5-10 further yards up the pitch and a bit more room to play his passes. But there hey, Dendonka's done fantastic work for this team and the three five two has has helped them, but but team C team C Wolves coming now a little bit. And yeah, Nevers is, is wasted a bit for me. Although I would say he has sacrificed himself for the team this year. He's been more defensive. He's done a pretty decent job of mm. that as well. But to get the best out of him you need him further up the field further up the field with his head up. Uh look obviously a very disappointing result. However could not get better results elsewhere for Wolves that weekend. And yes, missed opportunity, yada, yada, yada. However, I mean, in, in, in some ways, a lot of other teams drop points when they, when they sh- you know, I would have thought that Leicester had a better chance of getting points against Newcastle than Wolves did against Southampton. You know, at home, you know, they could have really uh, taken front seat or the driving seat in that seventh spot, but they haven't. So Leicester... Played 34 points, 47. Wolves with a game in hand, points 47. Uh, Everton, 46. Watford, 46. I think West Ham now are, are unlikely to finish seventh. So, you know, it's one of four teams. And look, Wolves are favourites with the bookies. The eighth, they're, they're, they're even money. Um, I think I think Watford are 13 to 8 and the rest are 6, 7 to 1. So they're saying it's a two-horse race still. Um it, it, it worked out okay, didn't it? In the end, it did. I mean, you say yada 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 like a like a cartoon character, but it it was it was a missed opportunity because for me they've got they've got to finish seventh by May the fourth. Really, they don't want to get to Anfield on the last day of the season 
needing a result, mm. do they? No. As much as I think that they can do something at Anfield, yeah. by the way, whisper it quietly, but a nervous Anfield, yes. essentially going for their first title in 29 years, yeah. how how much would Wolves love that occasion? Mm-hmm. They would be fearless, mm-hmm. no nerves at all from the Wolves' point of view. Anfield will be tense and Wolves will prey on that. They love playing on the counter-attack, they love it against the big six, and I think they can secretly be quiet. I think they could do something at Anfield on that last day. But in I'm all... going to get smashed on that <laughs> night if they go there, finish Europe and, and, and take Liverpool down. But in all probability, yes. they don't want to have to go there chasing No. Them. So that's why it's so frustrating. Well, what forgotten the last day, do you know? Yeah, no. Yeah. That, that's why it's so, so frustrating that, that they couldn't get the three points on Saturday and put a bit of daylight in between and still have this game in hand on Leicester. Go on, who have they got? Uh, average game, home to West Ham. Yeah, but they'll have one eye on the cup final. Yeah. And... They've um, they finished with Chelsea Chelsea away and, and and West Ham at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, as as the weekend proved, you can analyse the running all you want, but you're not going to be able to predict who gets points where. No. From Wolves' point of view, there is still a fantastic opportunity to finish seventh here, because the next four games are all winnable. If you isolate them all one by one, they're winnable, and if you put them together as a group, then. You can look at getting ten points out of those games. I'm they're sure to of that. They're going to play a damn sight better than what they're well, doing. No, they at are. This moment. They are. But you know, Brighton we'll talk about in a bit. Arsenal, they'll love that game. Mm-hmm. We know what they've done against the big six this season. Mm-hmm. And Arsenal, they should yeah. have beaten Arsenal at the Emirates. Then they go to Watford, which is a grudge match. No Troy Deeney. They'll be mm-hmm. up for that. No problems at all. Mm-hmm. And then Fulham at home, and you've got to fancy yourselves. If you can't beat Fulham at home, exactly. to finish seventh. Then exactly. where the hell are you? So I just spoke to um, to Bully. Um, for his column for this week's paper. He's, he's abroad still, is he? He's still abroad, yeah. I was going to say, I'm trying to do an Ask Bully this week, and he's, he's abroad? He's back for Saturday, and he says nine points will be enough, as long as one of those wins is against Watford. He thinks... Um, I concur. Yeah, I, I think I do as well. Three wins out of five, mm-hmm. as long as you beat Watford. Mm-hmm. I think they can finish seventh. Yeah, good shout. Okay, well, the boys are coming back soon, and they've got a bit of a tan with them. Gone to Marbs. Um, well, they did. Uh, well... <laughs> Yeah, although they'd be better off staying here. I think the weather's nicer here today than it is in Spain. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Oh, goodness. It's going to be 22 tomorrow and sunny. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, but yes, uh, uh, Probably, I mean, I actually think it's probably a good time to get away, you yeah, know. I think so. Um, charge the batteries. Mm. They, they look lethargic on Saturday. There's yeah. no way around it. Probably mentally more than physically. So I think a few days will do them good. I mean, Especially they obviously with... bloody love it there, don't they? Yeah. And, and really, a lot of them went away for internationals and they came back. This is probably yes. the first decent week's rest, won't it? Do you know what I mean? I yeah, say rest, absolutely. But I'm, sure I'm sure they haven't been absolutely on the training ground non-stop, I'm sure, in a little bit. So, you know, yeah. it take some time. They went to internationals on the on the back of that Man United Cup game. Yeah. And I know not all of them played twice, but Jimenez went all over the shop. Mm-hmm. Jota, his first ever call-up, been a lot of nerves there. I know he didn't play, but that would have been a big it's week for him. just sitting on a flight and travelling. It's, yeah, it's not as much about actually playing on the pitch. It's everything that comes with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so the way to remedy that is to get on a plane um, and go and fly halfway across Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's only a couple of hours, it's, man. It's been relentless. It has been relentless. And it takes it takes its toll. I, I, don't, I don't agree with the notion about a Wembley hangover necessarily for Saturday. Yeah. But it will have played a part. Part, they'll be mentally knackered. What a draining week mm. for all of us, let alone them. Absolutely. Uh, fans struggling to get over it massively. Still talking about it at Southampton, they were. Mm-hmm. What about the players? They're the ones living and breathing it. Yeah. They're the ones that it was taking its most toll on. You know, the training ground was a miserable place that week. I can tell you that between Watford and Southampton. So it's definitely taken, um, taken its toll. And a week away in the sun 
is a good time. Fitter for all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Lost track of thought wow. there. Uh, vitamin D base. Right, you're losing track of thought. And I think you need to recuperate. So we'll go into the new segment, a very popular segment with um, with listeners. And so we're bringing it back this week. It's work experience kid time. Hey. It's work experience time. Hey. We've got our work experience kid this week. He didn't know he's coming. Come and have a seat. Come and have a seat. Come and have a seat, young lad. Come and have a sit down, pal. Come and have a sit down. Come and sit down. Get yourself in this corner. Get that chair. Get that chair, get yourself sat down. So, oh, yeah, yeah, sit here, happy what days. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Um, just to confirm, you had no idea that you were going to be on, on the podcast this week, we, uh, did you? No, I did not. No. Okay, excellent. You have to speak up for the microphone. Um, so, first of all, name work experience, kid, please. Right, Lewis Williams. Lewis Williams. Lewis, where are you from? I'm from Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes. Uh, age, please, Lewis? No, 19. 19. And what do you want to be when you grow up? Hopefully a sports journalist. Hopefully a sports journalist. Right, now, um, we, we talked about Work Experience Kid last week, didn't we? Now, um, obviously, some, yep. some, some, I think you called him Daniel, yes. I'm glad you remembered his name, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, um, many likened him to, to a zebra crossing yes. with, with, with his attire. Yes. Now, uh, Lewis, have we, have we, is it Lewis? Lewis, yeah. Lewis. have we, <laughs> we spoken, when, when's the last, you've been here since Monday, is that correct? Yes. And um, when, when's the first time me and you have spoken? Today. Today, how long, how long ago approximately? 15 minutes? About 15 minutes ago for the first time. So I actually noticed you, Lewis, um, on Monday. I didn't want to come and say hello because I thought you get acquainted with, you know, the sports desk because the digital desk and the sports desk are, are slightly far, um, you know, a couple of desks apart. So I thought I'd get you embedded in to, to proceedings. Um, now we talk about, you know, the, the lad who came in last week and a bit of a zebra crossing, but he, he tried hard. Lewis, what, what um, you know, it's your first day of work experience at the Express and Star. Obviously, everyone dresses pretty smart. Time to time, Tim's wearing a beautiful suit today. I'm um, in, I'm in a shirt and trousers. Uh, what did you rock up to work on day one on Monday morning wearing? Because um, because you want to you want to create a good impression. What did you say? A hoodie. A hoodie. Yeah. A hoodie. Wow. So you walked into the newsroom in a hoodie. Um, what university are you at the moment? UCLan. UCLan. Okay, so UCLan. So when you you know who's who's your who's your tutor? Who's who's your main person? Um, Steve. Steve. Okay, we all know Steve. Steve's yeah. a good lad. So, so when, um, so when Steve said, you know, obviously, you know, you've got to, I assume, you've got to do this for for a part of your project, part of your coursework, you know, create a good impression. There's always a job, you know, there's potential job openings. You've got to, you know, you always get your foot in the door. Um, what, what, when you're going through your wardrobe situation, you've had your shower, you're getting ready, you know, you've got your big day, day one. What, um, what made you think, oh no, suit, no tie, no uh, shirt, no. Oh, let's go with the hoodie. It was cold. It was up. It's cold up north. It's cold. I'm not used to that being south. Right. Myself, so. Okay. Okay. So you go into the newsroom with, with a hoodie. What was the hoodie? It was a white one. Jack oh, Jones white. A white one. And um, I looked at you on Tuesday because um, you know just to see what what hoodie you were wearing. And you weren't wearing a hoodie on Tuesday. No, I got got told off. Got told got off, off, did yeah. you? Did you? I can't believe that. Absolutely <laughs> shocking. Well, um, I don't um, want to grill you anymore. Well, I do a little bit. Can I just interrupt there? Um, work experience kid. Uh, my eyes are drawn to your tattoo. Oh, um, there's a tattoo! Oh, wow! Uh, I can see a football there. Oh, this is brilliant! Let What's, me let me, uh, let me can, just take a picture can, can of this have a tattoo. Look upside down. Let me have a look. L L T F C. Wow. L T F C. Luton Town is that? Yes, it is. Luton Town Football Club. I mean, that is astonishing. Let me the, just take a picture. So of you. to describe it, and I'll tweet a picture out with the podcast. Oh yes, it's LTFC, been taken. Uh, a football. And then, like some sort the, of like the lines you get on like a heart monitor. Going, yes. Like, is that because it, this is your heart? Yeah, basically. Yeah. That that's your heart. So how long have you been a Luton Town fan for? 
since I was four. Really? Who's your favourite player? At the moment, it's Penny Ruddock. Penny Ruddock? Yeah. Is that, is that um, any relation to Neil? No. No, okay, no, no, okay. Um, and um, what do you think of all of the season? Done really well at the moment. Like. Yeah? Who's your favourite player? Nevers. Never, oh, sure. Right. Okay. He's, he's not a mascot. Uh, do you go along with favorite favorite player like? Well, okay. Well, we, 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 we well. I'm just sorry. I'm very impressed that you're not wearing a hoodie today. Um, like with all our work experience kids, every week we get them to do a little, little, a little game. So are you okay to play this one? Because right. the last five people have been we've done exactly the same game. Are you okay? Okay. All right. One second. Bear with me. Luna doing really well this year, by the way. I know. Hopefully, we win the league. Well, it's certainly looking that way. So as we do with all our work experience kids, we play Bean Boozle with them. Um, so you've got to pick three jelly babies, and we'll see. What and um, which ones you boozled. pick? For those who haven't heard before, can we? Uh... Bean boozled. So I will explain the game. So basically, you get two beans of, of a similar colour. Um, however, they are uh, they they taste very much differently. So you're going to pick three out there now. Okay, we'll try the first so one. It's like pleasure and pain, basically. It, it is. So so you picked an orange one out there. So the orange one that you're going to try now. What's your name again? It's Lewis. L- Lewis. Lewis. Uh, Lewis. You've either got, have that one first. It's either peach or vomit. You don't know peach or vomit. Let's see. Lewis is eating now. Um, the game that we play with the work experience kids have bite into definitely vomit it's vomit <laughs> excellent news great great start unlucky Lewis unlucky that's probably one of the worst ones you could possibly get um, but we'll, we'll we'll keep going let's see if you can what's number two let's see which one you're going to try you're going to try the pink one the pink is tutti frutti or stinky socks tutti frutti or stinky socks he's still got the vomit taste in his yeah. mouth so he's struggling to um, I mean I think you've, you've you got a bit of sweetness there, or are you back into stinky socks? I think, I think it's the sweetie one. You think it's, you think it's the sweetie one? Tutti yeah. Frutti, okay. Yeah. And the last one, you've got the brown one. Um, you've picked some crackers, actually, this week. Uh, chocolate pudding or canned dog food? Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's got to look at three worst ones. Very tense, yeah. It's dog food. Dog food, oh, excellent. Well done. No. Uh, round of applause. You can go and sit back down. Thank you very much, Lewis. That's very good. Very good section. Cheers, Work Lewis. experience, kid. Thank you very much. I hope you achieve all your dreams. Um, one of them obviously fulfilled today by appearing on the Wolves podcast. Um, right, Tim, should we take some questions from the peeps? Yeah. Do you, have, you got, have you got your mojo back now? I know I'm, you were flagging, so... No, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm, mm. I'm, a, I'm a little bit worried about... Um, Lewis pick, picking his teeth there. I know it's in a corner. Um, a little bit concerned about the treatment of, of these work experience kids. Um, if we're going to get pulled up on this at all at some point in the future. But hey, if this is the road you want to go down. Oh, I mean, uh, Lewis, did, did, did you enjoy that segment? Yes, actually. Yeah, I did warn before the podcast started that we might be slightly. Um, Slightly irregular in, in the normal podcast that people listen well, I think to. His bowels will be irregular after that. Uh, one, absolutely. Yeah. Candogfood.net. Right, okay. Here we go with some questiones. Um, Simon Rickard, Simon Rickard, uh, what has been your individual moment of this season, each of you? Talking footballing wise. What's been your favourite moment of the season? Tim? Oh, blimey. It's tough. Oh, the comeback, I- comeback against Chelsea was right up there. The Man United win. Uh, second well, goal I said one. You can choose one and say three. No, no, I'm thinking. The second goal against Man United, obvs. My favourite. Winner at West Ham was very good. See, see my favourite surpasses all of them for me. And I don't know why it was just because we were in the moment, but but scoring the second and third against Spurs away, that was, that was awesome. Good fun. That was a lot of fun. That was almost like, okay, here we are. This is big. It's been a lot. It's been a lot to choose from, actually. It's been amazing. And that's why we don't want to finish with a whimper because of the season, the way we've had it so far. It's got to be the second goal against Man United because I've never seen anything like it. Just that, just that noise ever before. In- Phenomenal moment. Incredible and worth, worth the pain. 
of a semi-final defeat worth the pain for that pleasure of the quarters? Pain, pleasure? Yeah, no, exactly, yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know about that, we'll see. Um, Rob Morris, uh, has Nuno forgiven Joe Edward Starr for his outrageous, in inverted commas, question about our away form during the, uh, following the Southampton defeat? Uh, I'll start by saying uh, he didn't actually get to ask his question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> merely stated a fact, which, yeah, this has caused a little bit of a um, kerfuffle on Twitter, so to speak, this week. Joe uh, Joe always does the press conferences post-match. I, I interview the players and Joe does Nuno. And um, press conference going as normal. A few questions, fine. Yep. Nuno, fine. Obviously not happy, but fine. And then Joe started asking about Wolsey's away form, which isn't great. Five on the road without a victory. You can say they were two minutes away from beating Chelsea, of course, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that a point there and at Bournemouth were both very good points. However, they've also lost at Huddersfield, Burnley and Southampton. And it does contrast with their home form where they haven't lost since January the 2nd. So it's excellent home form. So Joe just started to put that to Nuno, you know, winless away in five. Nuno interrupted and kind of went on about how great the home form is and then got up and the Sun call it stormed out. I don't know if it's a storm, but he certainly briskly walked away and abruptly ended the press conference. So, yeah, poor you know, poor Joe um, got an awful amount of stick this week for merely raising a fact. You've got to say. So, from Nuno's point of view, I'm guessing the week's taken its toll because you know he can't he can't get snappy in press conferences. You know, he, he would he wouldn't hide that at all. Um, well, the cameras are on it this year. I mean, we you know it's it, it's hard and it's pressure. It's a pressure situation. Hey, Look, these what? guys are under a lot of pressure. He, he's under more more pressure than than anybody, and um, I think he hides it quite well. Actually, um, he smiles a lot and he hates doing the press conferences, as we know. Doesn't really enjoy dealing with the media, as we know. Add to that losing the semi final, losing at Southampton, a high pressure job. So yeah, Cousin, you're going to snap. So you sort of you you, you can excuse him for that. However, walking out of a press conference in that way, I mean, that's not really the image you want for the for the club. I'm sure that everyone would agree. You know, um, talk a lot about being respectful and whatnot. That's not a very respectful way to end a press conference to what was a perfectly legitimate point. However, these things happen. People get angry. People get people get angry at Southampton away, Nathan. They, they, they do. People, they people do. get moody and they, they lose it, and they lose their temper a bit. So, my Snickers. I think um, I think it's just a bit of a storm in a teacup. And we'll all be back to normal this week. We shall like, like be. Like I say, that week took its toll on everybody. Yeah. And, and, it was an emotional week for everyone involved. And Nuno would never really say it, but of course it would have done on him. Yeah, of course absolutely, it would. of course. Um, Sam Timmis says, In relation to stealing Liverpool chance many years ago, did Wolves once try to enforce the impossible dream before a game with adjusted Molyneux lyrics and attempt to yes. recreate the you'll never walk alone atmosphere catalyst? Or did I just dream that? God, I think that might have been... 2008-9, maybe? Was it the Doncaster game? I was thinking that. I was thinking <laughs> that. <laughs> God, I remember that. They had um, they had the song sheet on the back of a flag or 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 cards that we all had to hold up. Right. And yeah, the impossible dream. Oh, that was terrible. Bad. Never did it again. Ugh. Canned. No, no, you, I can't remember the game specifically. People will know. But no, you, you didn't dream it. Any... Uh... Any songs that are, that are sang from the stands at the moment that you can see dying out pretty quickly or you're not a fan of? Current uh, songs? I mean, the Cavalera one's on its last legs, I think, maybe. 
<laughs> Costa? Um, even when, even when that started last season and they included the line, never gives the ball away, I was like, that's <laughs> pushing it a bit. Come on. Um, yeah, probably that one. Uh, the, 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 song, the song books um, developed this year, although they, they, the songs are all nicked. Yeah. But that's that's just the way it is with football chants these days. Of course, isn't it? Yeah. Lack of originality. Uh, Chris Wood um, from, from Ohio is, is across from... From America this week, going to go to the yeah. game. Odds of me getting a pint from Mr. Judah. Um, look, if you are, I think I offered him a pint. He very generously um, sponsored <laughs> me a while ago. It's a great. <laughs> yeah, all these overseas fans. Yeah, I'll get you a pint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whenever you're around the, whenever you're around the corner. They end yeah. up coming, don't they? They're coming. How dare they? Four thousand miles away. Um, if you understand Kulistan, Chris, um, before the game, then I'm sure I'll, I'll pop down quickly and have a quick pint with you. Make sure you are there. Right. Um, is that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it like when you always get to get to Costa on the services on the way to a game? <laughs> when was the last time you ever stopped at the services? I stopped yeah. to the services. I stopped at the services on the way to Southampton. I did. Have you, I was a man of my word. Have you? I went straight to the drive-through. <laughs> was back out again. You stick these tweets out saying I'll buy you a coffee if I yeah. see you. Has that ever happened? Uh, what have people seen me or what? Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. One of these days, um, man of the people, man of the people. I'll do the same offer. We'll be at Watford when I take the train. <laughs> uh, right, uh, Neves. Oh, this is my base. Ruben Neves um, says, "Could you potentially see Vinagra coming on for Jota as an attacker instead of a Costa Cavadame in the fu- in the future?" I mean, not now, but may- maybe in the future. He's, he's we saw. Bale was always the classic example a left back who was far more better at going forward than defending mm. and I think that's still the case with, with Vinagra as much as he's improved his defensive work he's an attacking wing back and he's got pace to burn he can take players on he can get to the byline he can whip, whip a good cross in so potentially yeah Tom Davis if you were given £100 million to spend in the summer how many players would you be looking to buy and in what position I mean they've already spent 45 on two and Wow, where to strengthen the summer? This is this is the recurring theme, isn't it? Next next few weeks, for me, an attacking midfielder has got to be high on their priority. If they're going to spend big money this summer, I think Jimenez Jimenez is good enough to carry on as first choice striker next season. Yeah, and Jota in this form, if he can carry that on, is equally as deserving of first team place. If they're mm-hmm. going to stick with three five two, one of the issues, and this people forget. This was a big issue in the first half of the season was scoring goals. Yeah. They were scoring ones ones and zeros really most most weeks for a little while mm-hmm. and Jimenez wasn't scoring at the time. Jota and Costa weren't scoring. And that was kind of the theme of the opening weeks of the season is that, was that Wolves are excellent defensively but don't score many going forward. Yeah. And if you look at the overall record over the whole season it's improved but not a great amount. And there's no goals from midfield. That's that's the issue for me. Martinez only scored once. Neves has only scored three times, once from open play. Yeah. One penalty, one free kick against Everton. Says two, then Donka one. Um, it's just, is that the way they're set up, though? I is don't know. I don't, maybe. But you go through the whole team. Costa, Costa scored one. Traore scored one. Johnny scored one, although that's not that's not necessarily his game. So you look at Jimenez, top scorer, Jota, seven. And you're down to Bolly next. He's the third top scorer on four. Got to get more goals from midfield is the key, and I think one of the keys to Wolves evolving next season is going to be having an attacking midfielder that can break through the lines and support Jota and Jimenez in terms of goals and assists. Have they got one in the squad? I don't think so. I think Gibbs White in the future maybe, but at the moment he's not doing enough. 
and, and that's not necessary. That's not that's not really me criticising him because he's still so young, and he's not really started that many games in his whole career, really. S- certainly, league games. I don't think he started ten league games yet. So, I think I think they need an attacking midfielder. That that might be the key to the summer spending. Hundred million pounds to spend. I tell you how who I'm buying. Mm-hmm. I'm well. I might be selling Costa and Cav potentially, mm-hmm. and I'll be buying Tammy Abraham. Yeah. I'm buying Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish, yeah. I'm buying Mitrovic. Yeah. And I'm buying on the cheap, potentially, after flopping, but I know he's a brilliant central defender and young and English, Ben Gibson from Burnley. Mm. Not playing, is he? Not playing on the bench. And uh, I don't think, I think there's some untapped talent and potential there. Those would be the four people I'd buy, but uh, we shall see. Tammy Abraham could obviously play on the wide as well if needs be, mm. um, and I think I think Wolves need two two strikers or two attackers, especially if they're going to get rid of Costa and Cav. Well, they've got three there. Mm. You buy Mitrovic as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if they're in Europe. Yeah. Anyway, we shall see. What do you think? Send send us in. Send us in. Send us in who you think that Wolves should sign. Realistic targets. Um, okay. Sell, keep, or loan. Triore, Gibbs, White, and Cav. Keep Traore, sell Cav, loan Gibbs White. Okay. Uh, from who is it? Stu 0099. Courtney Hawes seems to be getting good reviews at Villa. Does he com- come back to the Wolves next year with the crack at first team squad or will we moved on? Mm. Oh, I think Villa will be keen to keep him and Wolves won't be able to find a place for him in the, in the first team squad. But I'm delighted to see him doing well. Mm. It didn't start well for him there, but he's he's really he's recovered. I think he's still playing right side of right side of the defence and doing a great job he always had it in him he just needed um, needed a run of games yeah Kieran Goodwin favourite takeaway oh. it's a good one I mean there's so many delicious ones out there uh, probably Domino's for me really yeah I love a Domino's I think that's a that's a cop out that Domino's it's too expensive is it expensive is it far too expensive I, I heard Papa John's is better than Domino's no no you heard wrong really yeah have He's you a bit know, greasy Domino's. I remember going back in the day when I used to do a Domino's. Yeah. And you used to smash it to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, just the grease that was on them, on the boxes, it was just covered in grease. Yeah. Don't you want a bit more of a sourdough, <laughs> stone-baked oven kind of, you know, with some buffalo mozzarella on there, a few a few cherry tomatoes and a little bit of basil. You mean basil? Basil. The football team? <laughs> <laughs> the left winger. When was, <laughs> when, was when was the last time you had a takeaway pizza? Oh, uh, oh no! Oh no! We had one at New Year this year. That was our, that was our treat for New Year. Do you uh, do you have like little anniversaries for like when the last time? My anniversary is next week, next that, Thursday. T- no, like uh, for like the last time you ate certain foods. Do you have like a little ten-year McDonald's anniversary? I haven't. Have, no, have, no, I haven't had a like, McDonald's. Like, like, like sobriety when they give give have medals and stuff for each year they go they go through. I had, and, a, Mc, I had a McFlurry away at Blackburn about eleven years ago. Right, okay. <laughs> Away at Blackburn, so specific. I know it was. It's a hot day. Was that a low moment? <laughs> it was a pretty low moment. <laughs> no bird again. <laughs> oh dear, can I have a crunchy McFlurry, please? <laughs> Don't be shy with the crunchy pieces. How do you remember that? Because um, it's the last time I had a McDonald's. So you remember go, these things? I mean. So you could probably find out the date of that and do yeah, your little do, yeah. anniversary. Cel- yeah. Celebrate with some oregano. <laughs> we got beat. Um... Matthew Scrivens, I'm off to Orlando on Saturday. Do you want any any American confectionery bringing back? Oh well, um, this is this is where we know Scrivo from. You remember the, the tweet he sent when he was out there? 
no. Scrivo, and he was doing something in America, and you, you guys tweeted each other about it. That's how we first came to know Scrivo. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, who What's your, your favourite American candy? Um, what's them... What's them thing? Hershey's, is it? Oh, Hershey's, yeah. Hershey's Kisses. Or just Hershey's, but Hershey's. No, not Hershey's. What's that one with the peanut butter and it's a little... Yeah, a little delicious cup. Reese's. That's it. Oh, Reese's, unbelievable. Yeah. Probably, probably hands down, top three candy slash sweets chocolate ever, I right. would have thought. Okay. Up there. Yeah. Oreo's good, like an Oreo. I don't really think about these things as much as you used to, so... No, I like a good Oreo. Um, Jolly Ranchers are up there. No, Johnny, hard candy. Johnny Rancher. Jolly Ranchers. Oh, Jolly. No, I don't know. Fluff? No. Marshmallow? No. I'm just going through and um, think Pop Tarts. Remember Pop Tarts back in the day? Like no, Pop Tarts? I never really did it, no. No. Um... <laughs> Your diet back in the day. <laughs> Twinkies? <laughs> uh, Nick Francis, did you enjoy the new episode of Game of Thrones? It's a bit of Cody, Cody Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Do you think it was all right? Yeah, it was all right. It was, it was a good scene setter. Scene setter, very much a scene setter. Couple of couple of issues I've got with it, but I don't yeah, want to spoil issues, it. Yeah, totally. No, no, come on, let's talk about it. Spoilers. T- t- turn turn off now. If you turn off the next fifteen to twenty seconds. Spoiler alert. Um, two two things that irks me in it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Remember, turn off. I'll put your hands over your all ears. All right, all right, all right. Um, when Bran yeah. told um Daenerys. Yeah. About. Uh, Wicked Spoon's kid's got his, his, his hands over his ears. <laughs> um, you can't watch that. It's 15 and above. Incredible scenes. Nudity. Um, when when, when Bran told Daenerys, oh, by the way, your dragon is now a White Walker. Oh, yeah. She just was like, eh. Yeah, she must have known that anyway. But how did she know that? She hasn't been told that. It's the first time in the show that she's been told that. Right, yeah. So, and she just like, move, and then they moved on to the next thing. Sure, that's, that's a massive moment. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair point, yeah. Um, and my other my other irk was um, Jon Snow riding the dragon. Yeah. Well, almost like it was expected. Yeah, yeah, and that see that was my my issue with it when he went off to pork Daenerys after that. Uh, <laughs> wow! In, in the snow, I can't remember the last time someone said pork. I was trying to keep it clean, um, and and it's like pork's not clean meat in Judaism. They're this like little bawdy back and forth, and then all the dragons are watching. Yeah, better not get going here. Yeah, and then like. The, the punchline was the dragon's face going, oh. Yeah. And it's like, it's all a bit carry on Game of Thrones, really. Mm. I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 spoiler alert again, the kid with his eyes opened. Yeah, that was good. That yeah. was good. That was uh, good. Uh, yeah, so that was my other issue, actually. The, what's it, Night King going to all those... All, Spirals. De- decorating the wall. He hasn't got time for that. He's got a bloody <laughs> army of the dead. He's like, hang on a minute, lads. Just going to do a bit of decorating here. I'm, no, I'm not having that. Bit of Neil, Neil Buchanan art attack going on. <laughs> But I think I think it's going to. So obviously, that was an hour. The next one's going to be an hour and a half, aren't they? I used to love that. And then, uh, but it's going to be fun. What well, art attack? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, not as good as Finders Keepers. It's but- under the chair, man. Look, <laughs> follow the big arrow. Why did they never see the arrow? Oh dear, back in the day. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the next few, though, aren't you? It's going to be great. Yeah, I just don't know what to do. What do you mean? Well, if two and a half. Two till half three in the morning. Did you stay up and watch it at two, did you? No, I watched it Tuesday morning. Oh, okay. Really spoilers. We, we, we watched it I was knackered because you got back from um, going to see Michelle. Um, and then, um, so we stayed, so I got back in at half past one. So I watched it two till, I think I watched the very, the final episode live. I think the rest of them I'm going to record. You say Michelle? Yeah. So yeah, did you Mich. meet Did you meet her? 
Didn't meet. It was not meet, meet and greet. No. No. What was she chatting about? Chatting about a book. Right. Well, she's chatting about she's chatting about being being the first lady and just very interesting to hear from such an iconic figure. Yeah. Um, I've got massive respect for what she did and her husband, obviously. Just do an encore. No encore, mate. No encore. He's trying to think of something funny to say, but he can't really. No, I just, the same I, just people. I just can't. Um, can't quite envisage just spending an awful lot of money just to go and watch someone just chat a bit about her life. Spending I mean. an awful lot of money. I tell you what was what was great because we drove there because I had to get get back to 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 Dorridge afterwards. So yeah. we drove there. Drove to the O2. Um, car parking thirty eight pounds. Yeah. Ridiculous. Blimey. However. We went VIP car parking, yeah. which was 49, but yeah. obviously valeted, and you drove right the way into the arena, and you had a private bit in the arena for £11 more. Really? Yeah. Astonishing. How the other half live? Oh, dear. I'm just saying, just saying. Um, didn't get that at Southampton, did you? Favourite? No, you didn't. No, I did not. Favourite character Game of Thrones before we leave it? Oh, oh! At the moment, <laughs> mo- he's rubbing, rubbing his thighs. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Um, as you're on at the moment, love him. You're on. I think he's brilliant. Absolutely really? hilarious. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, addition. he's very he's great. Good, yeah. At the moment, CSC's mine. Who? CSC. Cersei. CSC. Cersei. CSC. Why say it like that? Um, I just like it. CSC. Right. That's not how you say it though. I think she's going to be on the throne. Fun by the fact. Way. Final. Sorry if anyone doesn't listen to Game of Thrones. Fun I know this, this. I know what you're going to say. Um, if it's not true, I probably shouldn't say it on air anyway. I say after about filming scenes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, just in case. Just yeah, because we've been misinformed. I'm sure they'll be listening. Anyway, so. Game of Thrones over. Let's let's talk about some wolves. Uh, anything? Any other good questions? Um, Nick Arnold, who is your most hated player from another club and why? Whoa, do you know I don't mind Troy Deeney. We spoke about Deeney quite a lot last week, didn't we? Mm. Um, who would it be? It was all I used to hate Joey Barton. Oh, he's retired oh, yeah. now. Still up to his old tricks. Who was who was the annoying little forward used to play? Play for Preston towards the end of his nipping. Oh, I think it's not talking about someone who you, who you live quite near to then. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> your neighbour. PP. 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 Paddy Power. Uh, no, who was, who was the... He, he finished his days at Preston, I think it was. Yeah. A little striker, who was it? Nipping and, and at your heels. and oh, I forgot what his name was. Uh, Paul, Paul Dickoff. Yeah. Was no, it? it wasn't Dickoff. No, it was no? someone else. But he was that kind of... That, very much that kind of character. Great. Um, who else do not like? Danny Mills. No, no, he was a striker. He was a striker for Preston. Oh, I've forgotten his name now. I tell you, who I didn't like um, Birmingham City captain Robbie Savage. No, Paul Robinson. No. Yeah, it's like we had a few run-ins with him. Um, he basically um, broke Sylvan Ebanks Blake's ankle, and this was 2012, 13. And Wolves are heading to relegation to League One mm. with about three or four games to go. And Ebanks Blake has scored twice at Blues, and then Robinson did his ankle in. Wow! And terrible was tackle was it? Awful. And that was the start of the end for Sylvan. He left Wolves that summer, sort of went to Ipswich, never really got back on it, and then slipped down the leagues. Mm. And now, basically, you're always at Walsall Wood now. Last I heard. Um, what? No apology. I don't know. I, I don't. It's mm, a terrible tackle. Know. Awful. No, him, him, and, and Bob Taylor is the ultimate Wolves super villain. Um, what John McGinley and John McGinley as well I was just going to say mm. uh, right okay uh, thank you very much any emails yeah emails yeah be quick Darren May Dazza hey time <laughs> he says time to break the voodoo I think he means hoodoo of struggling teams this weekend uh, the sun will shine on Molyneux and with Brighton not winning a match and low in confidence it's a perfect window of opportunity to get three 
points. Well said, Daza. Uh, Paul Mansell says, Brighton will have watched games where we struggle against the bottom six teams and have a plan to replicate that. What do you think Nuno needs to do to surprise them? Or do we just play like we did against Cardiff at home and bank on us being too good for them? Good point. We'll go into that in a minute. Mm. A bit of pre-Brighton chat. An interesting email from Dan Hook. Email or a dissertation? A first-time emailer, I believe. I'm an, oh, no, maybe not. I'm an avid listener to the podcast. I live in South Korea, Jeju Island, as I tweeted to you previously. Yes, keeps top me, Keeps me in touch with all things Wolves. However, the purpose of my email is far more serious and, and of an apologetic nature. I am responsible for almost half of Wolves' defeats this season. I've tried to tell myself this isn't the case, but sadly, I cannot hide the truth anymore. As an international teacher, I get my fair share of holidays. Cue my own abuse of the week segment. And there's a clear trend between my holidays and the disappointing results in Wolves' season. I'm fortunate enough to have a dodgy TV box. Like Judah, I'm from Middlesbrough. Hey, hey. So this is e- easy to acquire. I watch every minute of every game through the standard kickoff time, though, even though the standard kickoff time is midnight or later in Korea. However, I'll present to you the list of games I've not watched. So here goes. 18th of August, he was best man at a wedding. Lost 2-0 to Leicester. 20 and 27th of October, he was on holiday in Vietnam, lost to White and Brighton and Watford. 30th of November, weekend escape with a fiance, lost to Cardiff. 29th of December, I got married the day before and assisted we watched the Spurs game before heading away from the mini honeymoon, best decision ever made. 2nd of January, lost to Palace, he was on a mini moon, no Wi-Fi at our Icelandic ice hotel. And 26th of February, skiing in Japan, no TV, listen to the game. Huddersfield again. This to, guy's got some wedge, by the way. To, yeah, too right. To finish this tragic list, look no further than this weekend. Our official honeymoon in Indonesia. Watford in the cup, trekking through the jungle for orangutans, which we found and were breathtaking. But to ride back to civilization, turn on the Wi-Fi and read the result. Made me wish I'd never gone. Stupid glorified monkeys, anyway. Um, second weekend on a boat, touring Komodo Island, see the dragons, yes... And we lost again. So it's all Dan's fault. Basically, every single Wolves defeat uh, coincides with him not watching or listening. So is he watching this weekend? Did you say that? I'd like to offer my sincerest apologies in advance for the inevitable defeat that will come at the hands of Brighton. Wow! Mid-flight back wow. to Korea. Why are you reading this email out? Dan Hook, it's all Dan's fault. Someone tell Nuno. Anyway, cheers, Dan. Great email, thank you. Uh, a couple from Craig Maudsley, who says he's feeling better after the Southampton A couple, pick one man. Loss. Feels, feels like a return to business as usual, he says, rather than the unsettling glimpse of glory we had snatched away from us at Wembley. I was wondering, can it be a coincidence that the best defence outside English football's top six has begun to ship goals at an alarming rate after Nuno changed the personnel? I'm a fan of Sace, but I feel that our previous defensive strength was built on the telepathic understanding between... Bowley, Cody and Bennett. Whatever you think of Bennett's ability as a player, what's your view? I would say that um, the back three have looked pretty solid all season long yeah. and they've got a great understanding amongst each other. So while Sace has done really, really well in some games recently, I think Bennett is your more reliable option, personally. And you won't read. let me read out anymore, so that'll do. No, it's okay, you can read one more, I don't find We're fine, we've got 10, 12 minutes. Charlie Hunter, another one of our lovely regulars, from Calgary. Oh yes. Hi Joey Bats. Hitman Hearts. Still don't get that. Um, he's got a Joe question. Uh, the monitors which Wolves players use under their shirts during games. To what oh, extent yeah. is this the info that these monitors are pertained to guide decisions like substitutions? And to what extent is it that info just for purposes post game? 
like rest and intensity of training sessions? That's a good question, actually. A very good ask, question. Ask the medical department. I presume that they use it during games. They've got a lot of stats going on during games. They've got people sat up in the stands on laptops and watching the game on TV and all the stats come in. Um, I'm sure it'll have something to do with the substitutions they frequently make on an hour. You know, Cavalero and Jota never complete a game, do they? Yeah, so. yeah. But it's a good question for the medical department, Charlie. And finally, James Allen from Rome. Another one of our Rome. new regulars. Um, enjoyed Pockets 117. However, your mistreatment of the work experience lad is becoming something of a theme and you've taken it to whole new levels. Did you have a particularly... He hasn't even listed this week's yet. Did you have a particularly bad work experience yourself, Nathan? Um, I think one of my first work experiences um, was at the Press Association Sport in Howden, which I wore a suit to. Um, um, and they had me on the literally um, in the witching hours I think my graveyard shift they gave me from 10 till 2 watching ATP tennis APT tennis um, as if I'm there live and all I had to do was click 15 love 15 30 15 40 30 40 for hours so maybe maybe I remember there's a little bit of a little bit of a hatred in me yes bit of karma Yorkshire Evening Post I went to as well. That was that was a steady week um, on my own. I think my first ever. I went to a press conference for the Great Britain Rugby League side um, at the at the old McAlpine Stadium, which is Huddersfield Stadium. Nice. I guess McAlpine or McAlpine. McAlpine. Yeah, no interest in rugby whatsoever. That that was my highlight of the week, as you can see, it was a poor week. Uh, I was here. Work experience. Yeah, and you're still here, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, they haven't got rid of me yet. Um, I put a tweet out. <laughs> Oh, go on. <laughs> Basically, oh, I can say I deleted it many years ago. I called um, Rupert Murdoch. Um, what work experiences is? I tweeted out, I dropped, dropped the C-bomb on Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Are you having a giraffe? <laughs> Do you remember? It was all the phone hacking stuff. Yeah. It was huge at the time. Yeah. How old are um, you at this point? Oh, God. It was about 10 years ago. On work experience with the INS and you call Rupert no, Murdoch I, a C-bomb? I didn't have an account. I just, it was my own private... Twitter account. Yeah. Early days of Twitter. Yeah. No one's watching. Yeah. Got no followers. Yeah. Just dropped it out. But someone who worked here happened to follow me. I didn't even know. Didn't oh. even know they followed me. They came running over. To be fair, it wasn't like a rollicking. They were just like, I think you should delete that <laughs> immediately. <laughs> it's like it's like a weekly occurrence with you calling me. I think I think you should delete that. <laughs> Not the smartest thing I've ever done. Oh wow, I can't believe that. I know, I were know. you just an angry little man though? Were you just were you, were you frustrated? Were you, did I you feel the need to to get it out to the four people uh, who were following you? It was it was early days of Twitter. You could just say whatever you wanted. I right. had absolutely no profile whatsoever. It was just you just just say what you think. It's like Facebook. You just say exactly what you think. When did Twitter start? Um, like two thousand eight nine is when it really kicked off. The phone hacking thing was a, was a big part of it. I remember. Right. Yeah, about that time. Okay. Anyway, I'm still here. Kind of some of the um, some of the papers you won't be working for in the future. Anyway, uh, right. Um, um, little segment, little segment to finish off before we go to Brighton. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, it's called. It's called. It's very quick. Very quick one. I'm going to throw a list of names. Okay. It's called Bright Lights or Get Out of My Sight. Right. Bright Lights or Get Out of My Sight. Okay. I'm give you. A, I'm going to give you a list. I'm going to run off a big list of uh, of loan of of loan players slash under twenty threes. It will be a big list. Okay. Yeah. Well, a few that I've selected. Yeah. And um, bright lights will get out of my sight. Yes or no? So will this? Will these people who I read out? Yeah. Get one first team Premier League appearance for Wolves? Can okay. you see them in the future? Okay. Okay. Is that like okay? it. Yeah. Like All right, it. Cool. Cool. 
Okay, here we go. Jack Ruddy. Jack Ruddy, no. Harry Burgoyne. Mm, sadly, no. This is going forward, so it's not if they've played previously. It's 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 from today onwards. Roderick Miranda. <laughs> nah. Courtney Halls. No, no, I think uh, I think Villa will snap him up. Okay, Will Norris. Yeah, yeah, maybe him last day of the season. Remember he did it with Burgoyne at Sunderland last year. Brought Burgoyne on for Will Norris. Yeah, I can remember our, our, our podcast pre Sunderland as well. Went well. Our what? Our podcast pre Sunderland. Oh, I don't remember. You don't remember the pre Sunderland. <laughs> don't you remember it? Pre Sunderland. Yeah. Do it up there. How bad? How bad Sunderland are? Oh God! Oh my God! Of course! <laughs> oh wow! Oh, we spent about ten minutes. Oh, so, it's brilliant. Saying how bad Sunderland yeah. are, and then yeah, lost yeah. three 0 Oh wow! <laughs> I might have to bring that one back. <laughs> <laughs> so Will Norris. Will Norris. Yeah. You say he's going to make a Premier League appearance for like Wolves. I said, possibly even on the last day. Yeah. Okay, Premier League appearance for Wolves. He's the first one. Um, right. Okay. Ethan Ebanks Lendell. No, no. Currently struggling with Rochdale heading to League Two. Ryan Giles. Yes. Yes. Ting. Ting. Sylvan Deslandes. No. I'm not even going to mention Philip Fossey. Philip Uh Connor Ronan. Mm, no. That think- I, I breaks my heart to say it. Do you think that he could be he could well, be leaving Wolves in the summer? Talk about attacking midfielders with creative talent. You know he struggled in League One. I know, I know you don't want me to ramble on here. No, Str- so he struggled in League One. It's a good segment. I think he's I think he's a good good enough quality player, but League One just didn't suit him. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's doing really well in Slovakia. He's, in, he's playing the best football of his career. He said. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you'd do the same. But um, but still, <laughs> he's starring for Ireland under 21s. There's there's a there's a career in there. Yeah, I'd love it to be a Wolves. But probably not. Probably not. Um, Jordan Graham. No. Michael Zyro. Oh, yeah, you forget about him, don't you? Mm. No. Still Wolves player. What a guy as well. I know. Lovely guy, but no. Leo Bonatini. Oh, Leo. Leo. Mm. Leo, Leo. We'll be back. Um, he signed a contract till 2022. Yes, he did. Um, obviously, Forrest um, aren't particularly done. No. Un- you know, no. uprooted trees, but Leo Bonatini, no. 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 Can't see them being a third striker and keeping him from... There's always one that comes from nowhere, and yeah, you know... Yeah, but once once Nuno's made his mind up, I think that's it. Rafa Mir. Rafa. Well, that's a tough one, but probably no. No. Bright Inabakari. Ah, this is a fascinating Bright Inabakari. pulling up trees at Coventry. He scored five goals... I always keep an eye out for like the um, the opposition reporters, and they're all tweeting about him, raving about him, saying he's far mm. too good for League One. Apparently, he had um, Sunderland's defence all over the place in that phenomenal five four win for Coventry at the weekend. He scored, yeah, he scored his fifth goal. He scored a beauty. I think it was at Accrington a few weeks ago. Magnificent individual effort. Mark Robbins, Coventry manager, raving about him. Far too good for League One. However, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He was on the bench for the first game of the season. People might forget. I think against Everton here. So there's an option on him. I'd be amazed yeah. if Wolves don't sign. No, they, even no, if they're they sell him off. No. So him and Ronan are the two key players that are out of contract this summer. However, Wolves got an option on both. They will take up those options, even if it's just to sell them on, because you're not just going to let them go for free. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So 
I, st- I just mm. yeah maybe yeah. really Premier League start this is a Premier League start oh, this isn't a League a Cup one. this is a Premier League start yeah. one Premier I'd League like start I'd to think so uh, they need a bigger squad next year he could be he could be a bit of a maverick okay. in, in number 23 or 24 well, look, in the he's, squad he's, you know. he's performed I mean look he kept Cav up for a long time last season he so did. bright in a bit yeah, yeah, yeah. okay we'll say okay, yeah. we'll say yes okay three so far from the list Max Kilman one yeah. Premier League start defo yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, Nuno loves him. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Pedro Gonsalves. Well pronounced. Yeah. thought you knew that wrong. Uh, no. No. Really? Don't think. I don't think he's come on as much this year as they ever hoped. Elliot Watt. Oh, I like him. Got a great name as well. Sod it. Yeah, let's say, yeah, go on. Okay, remember, this is what you'll think. This isn't just like, you know, keeping appearances. You think that Elliot Watt will make a Premier League appearance for Wolves? Appear- appearance, yeah. Start, start, start. But start, start, maybe no. Okay, I'm saying no. Oscar brrr, Rasmussen. No. Andreas Sondergaard. <laughs> no. Okay. Austin Samuels. No. It's just breaking children's dreams here. It's a long list. It is a long list. Sorry, there's only two left. Benny Ashley Seal. Um, no. Uh, Niall Ennis. Don't think so. Okay. So out of that big long list, you've got Will Norris, uh, Max Kilman, Ryan Giles, and Bright Inabakari. Yeah, and even though when you, when you read that list back, it sounds quite fanciful, doesn't it? Mm. That all four of them will start a Premier League game for Wolves. It's just so hard to break in. It is. It's that's what um, I'm saying. It's, but this it's is great, a big. Yeah. This is a this is a big thing for Wolves now in the next couple of years to improve the under 23s mm-hmm. because Nuno loves them being the spare men in the squad. You know, but they need to be better. Uh, and 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 how do you how do you because obviously you know they they've done really well the 23s this year, but that gap's massive and it's only going to get yeah. bigger and well, bigger. Well, they're working on it. They've they've expanded their scouting network and their recruiting network. They scout all over the world now, and I think we'll see. Quite a lot of players come in this summer, in the under 23s, mm. from all over the place. It's time for a very short. Okay. Abuse of the week! Abuse of the week! Abuse of the week! 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 Abuse of the week! Ka, 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 ka. It's abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. This is not Joe Edwards' abuse of the week. This is Nathan Jude and Tim Spears' abuse of the week. Uh, Timothy Spears, what have you got for me this week, yeah, please? Yeah, we, we did consider making this a Joe Edwards special. He got some horrendous abuse <laughs> for merely stating a fact in a press conference. Remarkable, really. However, I think it'd be quite unfair on, on young Joe um, to uh, to regale all that abuse this week. So, However, um, I just got one. Just a little tweet. Who thought it was me that asked the question? Um, you made Nuno walk out. You mong. You mong. Uh, yes, we lost, but that doesn't mean you can go around asking stumping questions and wow. pushing the manager to his limits, says Jacob Hollis. It wasn't me, Jacob, sorry. Um, and on our video, our post-match video, Tim, um, which, by the way, was a lesser of two evils. We either had Lawnmower Gate inside St. Mary's yes. or we had the mix zone, which was literally on an A-road. Yes. Which was a bizarre situation, but I think we, we you know, you... We delivered and did our very, very best. Um, first comment under that was from Michael WBA saying, bore off and go and die in a corner, Judah. So both very nice in a corner, people. In very a corner, specific. In a corner, quietly in a corner. Right, we have got Brighton Hove Albion at home. They are absolutely horrific at the moment. 5-0, smashed to pieces against Bournemouth. A huge game for them last night and they failed to deliver. Getting beat 2-0 
by Bright, uh, by Cardiff, and Cardiff have got a cracking chance now. Now, by the way, if if Neil Warnock, and I know people hate Neil Warnock who are listening to this, if Neil Warnock keeps Cardiff up, for me, he is hands down manager of the season. Hands down manager of the season for me. But anyway, that's another debate that we can get into another time. However, Brighton are desperate, and I mean desperate for points. They have got a stinking run-in. Awful. And uh, look, they're going to be up for it. However, you can't, you've got to say, and, and I believe this, that if Wolves cannot beat Brighton at home on Saturday, they do not deserve to finish seventh this season. Tim Spears. Should make for an interesting post-match video after their 2-1 defeat. Oh, um, well, big game. Wolves, terrible against the, against the teams at the bottom end of the table. However, they are better at Molyneux, as we said earlier. January the 2nd was the last time they lost at home. Expecting a different game. It's got to be all about those first 20 minutes. Set the tempo, getting in the faces. An early goal will be fantastic. Be perfect an early goal. Brighton will take a point, I think. I think I know they're desperate, but they've got a game in hand on Cardiff and a two-point gap, I think I'm mm-hmm. right in saying. They'll take it's a like, point. It's like you on a Saturday night back in the, back in the Bachelor days. Mm. You're desperate. You want a seven at two a.m., but you'll take a four. Yeah, well, and the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we saw at the Amex right that when they're organised and when they're when they're tough to break down, they can be a right bugger to play against. Mm. Wolves had, I think I'm right saying, twenty four shots at the Amex that day. Wow. But they were one nil. Remember, it was one way traffic yeah, was... second half. But Brighton was it Traore on Bong and it didn't really work out. Traore did it? started on the left, I think, from yeah. memory. Oh no, it wasn't. Um, who was the old guy? The old guy, the old Bruno. Right. Bruno, yeah. And they had Duffy and Dunk, two centre halves who were still there, obviously, um, just headed everything clear. Mm-hmm. And Wolves couldn't do a thing that day, and they lost one nil. Brighton are also a massive bogey team of Wolves. I'm sorry to say, um, the two teams have played each other 29 times in league history of all time. Of those 29, Wolves have won four. Wow. Uh, it's kind of well-known amongst Wolves fans that they don't enjoy playing against Brighton. So there is all that. However, mm. they are a dog of a team. Terrible. Brighton. Awful. Oh, absolute build. <laughs> I mean, if Wolves... Yeah, as you say, if Wolves can't win. But it's it's one of the biggest games of Brighton's season. It's not one of the biggest games of Wolves' this season. It was, and, it was, and, we, and we see what happens. We've seen it at Burnley, seen it at Southampton. Cardiff was one of the biggest games of their season. No, no, true. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying, well, yeah, they're just, they're getting desperate now. And we know they've got it in them mm. to beat Wolves if Wolves have an off day. They have. <laughs> but Wolves are refreshed, revitalised. You know, Brighton played last night. They've got to travel to Molyneux. They've got a great record at Molyneux. Surely all the markings are there for them to, to get the job done and get back on the horse. I Yeah, I fancy a solid Wolves win. It would be my, uh, my luck if Glenn Murray, who I drafted in for a double game week I know. and did absolutely sod all him and Dunk he'll I score stand, yeah. I know he'll score I know yeah but I'm over yeah, <laughs> yeah I've, ta- I've, I've, um, taken, I've taken him out for um, for Jimenez this week yeah I'm bringing Jimenez back as well mm, double game week solid win for Wolves I think I think I think as you say they get back on it refocus last five games four winnable ones coming up a massive chance to finish seventh um, back at Molyneux it's been a while mm. hopefully a good atmosphere which will help definitely would help Watford have got Huddersfield as well you know they're going to beat Huddersfield yeah so. totally so forget about all that mm. all about Wolves getting back on it excellent news Timothy Spears it has been a pleasure I have enjoyed this podcast immensely um, we'll finish off with predictions uh, work experience kid Mr Daniel Son what, 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 uh, is it Lewis, Daniel? Lewis 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 wow <laughs> Lewis <laughs> Lewis what would, uh, what, what's your prediction shout out from the, from the corner 3-1 Shout, please. 3-1, That's three, which is three. Three, one to Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers, two. Brighton, nil. Tim Spears? Uh, I'd, I'd love Wolves to keep a clean sheet. They've only kept two this year, but it probably won't happen. 
So 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. But three wins for Wolves. Happy days. From myself. Yeah. From Lewis. Yeah. From Timothy Spears. Yeah. We shall see you. Well, Lewis won't be there. Against Molyneux on Saturday. We're against Brighton. Uh, fingers crossed three points. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some chocolate. Tim, enjoy some chocolate. We'll see you later. Hope the Easter Bunny comes. Bye-bye.